So the big question is this, are you tired of the hustle and grind of fix and flip? Do you really think you can wholesale your way to success? What you really want is a cash flowing portfolio that lets you live a life of freedom, sunsets and palm trees on your terms. But what if you're stuck because you have no capital, no time and no idea where to start? That ends now. Your host, Corey Peterson, is a rags to riches real estate millionaire who started out with no money or credit and quickly grew a portfolio of cash flowing apartments. Not to mention, he did it all with other people's money. You're only one deal away from creating the cash flow life and the Multifamily Legacy Podcast will show you how. So now, here's your host, the big kahuna, Corey Peterson. Hey everybody, welcome to the Multifamily Legacy Podcast. I'm your host, Corey Peterson. And let me tell you, friends, it's been a rough couple of weeks for the Peterson household. I just had gallbladder surgery. So 2020 has been a rough year for me. Uh, not only did I get COVID, but I actually had my gallbladder removed. And so I apologize. We've missed, I think, two weeks of podcasts just because... I didn't have any queued up and then I got, I was in the hospital and so I'm, I'm out, I'm healthy now, I finally feel 100%, uh, I'm excited to get back sharing uh, these, my messages and uh, my, my love and passion for multifamily investing. So thanks for staying loyal and, and listening and listen, we've got a great show planned today. So we are actually on part two of a six or a five uh, week series of the journey to legacy wealth and today we're really going to be talking about you know selecting your next cash flow investment and, and what that means um, but before we start though let me just really quickly I want to read out a couple uh, five-star um, iTunes reviews I, I love it when you guys take the time to do this so this first one comes from Jordan 7575 accurate and real MLP is a great way to learn multifamily investing. I'm looking forward to more quality content. Um, next one from Titus5345. Next level. Corey covers a wide variety of topics that are crucial for each real estate investor. And for last one, uh, Spencer323. Giving incredible value. This show provides solid and legit information about anything in real estate, especially in multifamily. Corey asked the hard questions, just real practical content. Listen, I, I want to thank you guys all for taking the time to get onto iTunes and, and give us those reviews. Makes me happy, makes me excited, and it really lets me know that I'm hitting the mark. All right, so as we kind of turn the chapter here, oh, one other little thing. Listen, if you're new to the podcast and you're looking to get kind of plugged in, I want to give you some free content. So. If you will go to kahunawealthbuilders.com and you will opt into my quick start workshop, I'm going to give you a couple video series of how to find all the deals you'll ever need, get to deal, get massive deal flow apartment and deal flow to you, and also how to raise private money. I've created a couple really good video series that go over how to raise private money and how to get massive deal flow coming your way, so how to fill up your pipeline. So take me up on that offer. It's free, won't cost you anything, but it's really good, valuable content, and it's my gift from me to you because I really love our audience and our people and the nation that we're building, so super, super excited. 
Okay, with that all laid out, let's just jump right into it. So when we're talking about selecting your next cash flow investment, we're really what we're talking about, like, you know, you have options as an investor when you're coming into the multifamily game or or just the game of investing, you have options. And what I wanna do is talk about the different options that we all have. And let's just kind of figure out, is real estate it? Is it the right vehicle? Because I believe it is, but let's talk about this. What does the word invest mean? What, what does it mean to invest? And the dictionary is, it's to expend money with the expectation of achieving a profit or material result by putting into in, into financial plans, shares, or property, or by using it to develop a commercial venture. So basically you're gonna put money to work and really it's about getting money to work kind of without you. So if that's what it is, now let's look at, if you were to invest, and I really wanna talk about a rehab or a flip or a wholesale, and let's just talk about, is that truly an investment? And I'm just gonna tell you, I believe it's not, right? So it, this is either a business or it's a job, okay? It's not an investment. You don't invest in rehabs or in flips or wholesale. That's a business, it's a business model. And truly, it's really putting yourself into a tax category called ordinary income. And ordinary income is the worst, the absolute worst type of income that you can absolutely make. And as a real estate investor, we understand the difference because the tax consequences are devastating, okay? So, and the thing is with a rehab a business or a flip or a wholesale business, you can't treat it as a hobby. I know nobody that does it as a hobby that makes serious money. It's gotta be a full-time, I'm all in, I've got teams, I've got people, I've got moving parts, I've got written processes on how to the business. So it's gotta be that. It's not an investment. The definition of an investment is to expend money with the expectation of achieving a profit by material results by putting it into financial plans, shares, or a property, or being used to develop a commercial venture, okay? now. Listen, there's nothing wrong with rehabbing, flipping, right, wholesaling, but it's not an investment, guys. An investment is like when money works without you, okay? That's called passive income or some type of, where you get treated different by the type of investing that you do. So there's nothing wrong with those businesses, but just you truly got to know that it is a business. And a lot of people that I know do this. They know how to rehab, flip, and wholesale, and they learn to make a lot of money, which they then can invest, okay? So now that we're into investing our money, now, now what choices do we have, okay? Well, the first choice that most people, and I'm gonna say most people, go into is the, it, what I call dumb money. Dumb money. It's stocks, bonds, or mutual funds. You see, you can go into any stockbroker, Edward Jones, Merrill Lynch, 
all, you know, all of them. Raymond James, go talk to a financial advisor and you can give them your money. The thing is, if to, to buy the stock, you've got to own 100% of the stock. See, unlike real estate where you can get a bank loan, you can leverage it, where the bank will give you 75% of the money required to buy the asset, and then you only have to come up with 25%. See, you can't do that with stocks, bonds, or mutual funds. You have to put all the money in. So if you want $100,000 of stock, you can buy, you know, you got to put $100,000 in. If you want to have $100,000 worth of real estate, you only have to put in 25K if it's 75% leverage. See, that's the difference, my friends. Leverage is really part of the key. But let's keep going because, you know, because we're really going to pit, pit stocks, bonds, and mutual funds to, we'll call it real estate, right? And the question is, I think, you know, with stocks, bonds, and mutual funds, can you personally be able to affect the value of the stock, right? I don't think you can. But with real estate, you have to absolutely can personally be able to affect the value of property, right? You can force appreciation by making it better, rehabbing the property, fixing the broken things. You can do it. With stocks, bonds, and mutual funds, guys, we have no control. We have no control. We're just sitting there passively watching on the on the roller coaster ride. And really, for most people, it's a wicked roller coaster ride. It's not even fun to be on. Okay. And then, you know, does that stock bond or mutual fund does does it pay a high dividend? Right? Can it make you really good streams of income? And most investments that I know that are in stocks, bonds, or mutual funds. Um, and really when I'm thinking about, thinking about blue chip stocks, the dividend sucks. Like it's low. It's like, what? I'm going to make that? Ugh, that's not exciting. And so stocks, bonds, and mutual funds don't normally pay. They may pay a dividend, but it's very, very low, extremely low. Where real estate, you can get profit from rents. That's a dividend. And it's usually pretty darn good. And then you must have the a solid potential for growth. Does stocks, bonds, and mutual fund have a solid potential for growth? The answer is no. It's a damn roller coaster. It goes up and down and sideways, and you don't even know why. So that's that's not a solid potential. It's like oh, and with real estate, you know, a lot of times if you buy right and you know that you buy property below purchase price that if you fix it up and make it up, you have a pretty solid idea that you're gonna be able to sell it for a profit, right? And then again, we're just comparing stocks, bonds, and mutual funds to real estate. Can you get payments? Can you buy the stocks and bonds and over payments for the next 30 years at a fixed rate, <laughs> right? Can't do that with stocks, bonds, mutual funds, but you can absolutely do it with real estate. Freddie and Fannie Loans will give you, give you loans on your property, investment property, that you can pay back over a 30 year period of time. You can't do that with, with stock bonds, and mutual funds. All the money has to come up front. So what I'm saying is what we're talking about is leverage, right? With real estate, you get leverage at 75 or 80%. Stocks and bonds, not so much, not at all, right? And here's my other favorite part. 
Can someone else pay off the leverage portion for you? With stocks, bonds, and mutual funds, the answer is again, guys, no. But with real estate, if you have a renter in there paying, uh, helping, you know, giving you income and you have enough income from them paying the payment that you're paying off the principal and you're making some profit for yourself, you're basically having someone else pay off the leverage portion for you. Well, how cool is that? That's awesome. And then the last thing, is there any like massive tax benefits and really not so much with stocks, bonds, and mutual funds. You could maybe get municipal bonds, right? Tax-free municipal bonds, but it's low yield. So, but with real estate, you absolutely get depreciation, a lot of it. And you can accelerate that depreciation as well. So again, I when when we when we go against the normal what what I would say traditionally most people are investing in, which is stock bonds and mutual funds with a financial advisor, let me tell you kids, they're not getting it. And by the way, if you were to ask a financial advisor, and I really challenge everybody to do this, and ask them this, what's a solid rate of return that, that I could reasonably expect year over year if I had a blended portfolio, like a diversified portfolio? What number should I be looking for? And I'm going to tell you right now, I think that most of them are going to say 6 to 8%. That's the standard of what returns that people are looking for in a diversified portfolio, it's six to 8%, guys. And most of the time, real estate can do much better than that. So if that's the case, and we just know stocks, bonds, and mutual funds is truly like smart people invest these things, but it's dumb money. Dumb money with investments made by smart people, right? Sad. So if we all know that, if we all can agree that real estate's the right vehicle, okay, now we're going to maybe, and, and then truly, now the question is, is it single family homes versus multifamily? And I think the absolute answer is multifamily because, because of the rule of scale. If you have one single family home and someone leaves, you are now 100% vacant. If you've got a tenplex, right, and someone leaves, you're 90% occupied. So there's a big difference, right? And so let's talk about the four returns on real estate and what that means for you. So one of the first ways to make money in the multifamily business is if you were to, and I want to set up the scenario a little bit, okay? Now, Again, this is a little bit extreme, and I'm not even bringing investors into the deal. I'm just saying if you had strictly this, right? If you bought a $3.5 million apartment complex that you put $1.4 million of money into the deal, okay? What would that look like, right? And, and what would that pay you? And so... With that kind of money down, and, and really that's pretty, that's actually pretty high leverage. That's including like acquisition fees and everything, closing costs, and probably rehab costs to fix it up, and like everything needed to do the deal. Okay, that's not just using bank money only, like the 25%. That's saying, hey, I bought a $3.5 million deal, and I'm gonna probably put in maybe three or four hundred thousand dollars of CapEx. 
I might take an acquisition fee and or, or whatever. And let's just say, but let's just say you used all your own money. Like you came up with a $1.4 million, okay? And then you look at, so there's four ways to make money in real estate. Number one is your cash flow. And when you buy apartments right, cash flow is king. You should always buy for cash flow. That's that's my model. I don't buy A assets because they don't make a lot of cash flow. They have a really big upside when you sell, but I'm more into real estate. That's why I love B assets. I like those 1980s, 1990s, early 2000 properties because they cash flow really, really well. And I'm I'm more interested in cash flow. I want a, I want a nice strong cash flow month uh, money coming in every month. The other one is that you know your tax reduction. And this is something a lot of people they actually don't really get concept of until they understand it. Like if you so when you buy that three point something million dollar property, you're probably going to get about a million dollars if you did a cost segregation study a million dollars of depreciation that you're gonna be able to accelerate on year one. Imagine getting that right away. Man, that's a game changer. Imagine you buying, if you put a $1.4 million into a deal and you got a million dollars of depreciation right away that you could offset all your income as you go. Guys, that's that's a, that's a game changer. It's because it, it, being able to have your money work and have it work at a taxable advantage is there's so much power in that. And think about this. Uh, so we have cash flow, we have tax deductions, right? We also have this thing called appreciation. And the one thing I love about apartments is that you can force the appreciation. How do you force appreciation? You raise the rents. And it could be what I call like the nuisance raise. In other words, if your rent was $800, okay, $800 every month, and we increased it by 3%, like the cost of inflation, that means you're, if we raise rents $24, so now your rent's $824 the next year, most people will not blink an eye. They'll just pay the $24 and life goes on and all you did was just raise the value you forced appreciation by raising the rents and you probably didn't do a lot to your property to get it that's just the inflation regular inflation rent increase and it happens all the time and like one thing one of the my sayings is renters expect rents to go up and we never disappoint them even if it's you know one or two maybe you know we try to average three percent increase year over year and that's what normally happens and so, again, appreciation, when you do that, you can create huge volumes of appreciation on these properties by just increasing the rents consistently. And over like a five-year period of time, now you've done it quite a bit, where you, when you sell your asset, you've created a huge amount of value. And the other one is principal reduction, right? So when we're paying, when you're making income on your multifamily properties and it's lowering your principal each and every month. Now, this is the only thing that I get really nervous about. What a lot of people are doing nowadays is the interest only, okay? Those interest only loans that they're making so you can cash flow in year one or year two, but you're not paying down your principal. I like to be able to pay down. Now, I'll still take that interest only, but I want to make my deals qualify 
on regular financing. And then if I get interest only as a bonus, but knowing that that I'm not you know paying down my principal. But I like the principal reduction. I like to see my uh, payment getting paid down over time. And that's a beautiful thing. When you do this and do it right, right, it really starts to kind of shape up where multifamily starts to make a lot of sense. And the reason is, is because as you start buying apartments, the economy of scale cannot be matched. I mean, not even closely matched. Think about this. In a year, if you wanted to buy a hundred single family homes, that is a tall order, my friends tall order hard to do it could be pretty spread out in a geography say if you're in phoenix hard to find 100 homes concentrated in one area pretty damn hard and to do it in a year that's like 10 homes i think it's maybe nine homes nine homes a month every month like that's pretty tall order but in the apartment world to buy a 100 unit apartment complex pretty normal what we do Right, you could buy a hundred doors, a hundred doors. I mean, that's just one deal. It's one transaction. Now, what if you did a transaction every trimester, right? Meaning, not every quarter, every trimester. Yeah, once every four months. Did three deals, like three hundred unit deals. That's three hundred units. Could you imagine doing three hundred single family homes in a year? You've got to be, you've got to have a machine, guys, a machine built. And it's just super hard to do. And or you could go back to like there's a lot of apartment complex. You just buy one 250 unit. You know, you can just you can just buy a bigger apartment. <laughs> That's the beauty of this game, is that that economy of scale is there. So why do I always say the minimum's a hundred? Uh, because I think that's that's the threshold where you can afford property management and staff. See, the reason I got into this game was for time and money. And I know that I to get those two things, I've got to buy the kind of assets that can afford the staff and the management so then I don't have to spend as much of my time working and getting into the day-to-day operations, which is what I don't want to do, right? So that's why I love the apartment business. And then... You know, when we look at the investment overall, you say, well, what else, you know, how are apartments secure? Um, well, I think they're, like, to me, they're like factories. Apartments are like factories. They take in rent checks every month. They, you know, they go through a grinding process and they spit out profit out the back door. That's what they're shipping. But then you, they're protected a lot of times by insurance. So, because you're wanting to protect the income, the back end product. And so we do that with insurance because how do we disrupt our income? Well, we could have a flood, storm damage, you know, where people have to move out. Um, what if there was a fire? You know, all those things, like a lot of those things are protected by insurance. So understanding insurance and leverage, right, and putting your investment together the correct way, you can really create a nice, subtle and, and and I think pretty strong structure for your investment money. And more importantly, uh, in the syndication business, which is getting other people's money, that, that you can find a structure that you can actually raise other people's money to do your deals, which is exactly what I do. 
And so then I look at infinite returns a lot of times because I initially will have money in, of my money in the deal. But once we fully fund, I'm typically not having any of my money in the deal. I've got all my principal back that I initially put up. And then I go use that money to go do my next deal. And so I'm usually in most my deals, unless they're the ones that I've sold and if I've sold a deal and I've got a lot of my own profits that I got to reinvest into the next deal, that's usually how I do it. Okay. So anyways, my whole point is this, like the power of real estate is awesome, right? I mean, it far exceeds anything that you can do in the stock market and it can get you, you know, a true return on your investment. And the question is this, you know, is a lot of people when they look at investment, they, they say, well, I don't have any assets, but I think a lot of people have more assets than they know. They just didn't know that it was in something that they didn't know they could use. So what are, where are your assets? So let's talk about that. So you have cash, right? What, you know, cash. Um, and then we have stocks, bonds, mutual funds. This is where I think most people's money is truly held up is in your IRAs. Then a lot of people have cash value life insurance. And then you have your retirement plans, right? So that's your IRAs, right? Anything that's 401ks. And then also home equity. There's a lot of people that have a lot of home equity. And I call that dead money unless you resurrect it and bring it to life. And sometimes with rates where they're at now, you can borrow money for a lot less and then put it to work on something that can make you more money. Not saying that's the right way, but I'm saying it's a way. That's how I first got started in real estate is I took a, a home equity line of credit on my home to get you know $25,000 to kick off my real estate journey. That's what I did and it worked. <laughs> and now I'm a multimillionaire and you can too, right? And you can too. And really this is how I wanna kinda of end this segment is to say this, listen, you know, as you start to grow and you're looking for, you know, selecting your next cash flow investment, understand this. Number one, real estate is superior to stocks, bonds, and mutual funds. You get lots of returns instead of just one return like stocks, bonds, mutual funds. In real estate, you get many returns. You know, the four returns of real estate, which is that cash flow, appreciation, principal reduction, and tax reduction. Okay. All those things mean something. And, you know, and then the difference between single family and multifamily is just scale. You can do more with less, right? And then just understanding that most people have more assets than they know. It's just that they're not looking correctly. They don't look at those IRAs and realize that you can actually buy real estate with them, right? And that truly is a lot of key. I just had, a, I had an, investment, uh, an investor come to the house yesterday and he had just turned 59 and a half and he's an airline pilot. And he was like, Corey, listen, as soon as I turn 59 and a half where I had, could have access to get into my 401k, my company 401k, I just I wanted to rip that money out of there because I'm tired of the roller coaster and I want to give it to you. So he had you know over uh, half a million dollars of money that he that was in that one account. And so how cool is that is that you know he he realizes the value and he's like 
Take my money. And it's a beautiful thing. And I think that's, at the end of the day, when you're in the, in the multifamily game, guys, what we really do, when you when you truly syndicate and you do it correctly in the right way and you, and you care and you're not like Grant Cardone, because that guy's a shark in my opinion, that you really do a good due diligence. You make sure you're buying good properties. You're not just using the face to raise a bunch of stupid money, that you actually care about what's going on. When you do this right, Man, it is the greatest feeling to give that to to your people and your friends, people you care about, to know that you can make their money grow, they trust you to make it grow, and, and that you have the right skill and knowledge and understanding to make it grow. That, my friends, is powerful. Guys, listen, you can have everything in your life that you ever imagined. Uh, the multifamily game is the best man i'm telling you it's changed my life it can change your life i know this because it starts with with this idea of i want to do it right then it, it starts to change i have to do it and you finally get to the point where you have to say i must do this I must do this or else I will die if I don't do this. I'm going to sacrifice my will to do it. I'm going to make sure I do it. I'm going to tell myself daily that I can do it. Guys, it has to be like that. You will never have success or achievement if you don't truly believe. Guys, if you believe it, you can achieve it and your paradise is possible.